What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome into another edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Berry. Joining me as always, Mr. Ben Garrett. Ben, good morning. Happy Friday and uh, happy weekend. Yes, happy weekend. It's overcast here at the beach. If anyone wondered where I was, uh, we, we spent the week at the beach. It's our last day. And I'm up here talking to you as they're all down there on the overcast beach. So, you know, I'm just fired up. No, I'm kidding. I really am fired up because... This is another busy recruiting weekend. Summer camp season is here. Um, started last weekend and now on this Friday, bringing in more prospects, more official visitors. So, yeah, man, the grind does not stop. Ole Miss football and Ole Miss football recruiting churning along. Yep. This weekend, you've got several official visitors, um, some that were expected, and then a couple new names added to uh, the list. The big one intrigue the big one is anthony robinson safety out of destrahan louisiana pretty sure it's an old miss notre dame battle uh tcu's kind of on the peripheral they're they're trying to to get in the mix i I believe he is going to take an official visit there either next week or in two weeks and uh, he still has yet to schedule an official visit to notre dame i'd imagine Ole Miss is wanting to get it done this weekend. Um, They would prefer that. That's obviously best case. They would like for him to go ahead and commit and not take any more visits. But uh, either way, I think Ole Miss is in a great spot. Even if he does decide to wait and elect to take a couple more official visits, uh, I think the the groundwork has been laid by Pete Golding and Wes Neighbors. As soon as Pete Golding was hired, Anthony Robinson was on his short list of guys that he needed to talk to. And um, neighbors as well has been consistently in contact every single time that um, on three Sam Spiegelman has talked with Anthony Robinson. He talks about that, the consistent contact, the uh, they talk pretty much every day. And so I still think Ole Miss is, is in the driver's seat there. Sam Spiegelman's entered an RPM pick and I've entered an RP, RPM pick. So um, yeah, if it pops this weekend, I think that's great for Ole Miss, but if it doesn't, it's not, it's not horrible news or it's not, uh, you know, something changed. Yeah, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't necessarily pop this weekend. I think Ole Miss is in the driver's seat there. Um, and then this week, didn't they have Camarion Franklin and Jamonta Waller in town? Camarion Franklin um, going through drills with Randall Joyner? It was Camarion Franklin and J.J. Harrell. There we go. Okay. Uh, Jamonte I've Waller. i out of pocket. Not... Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, they it's were both in town. Yeah. <laughs> JJ Harrell, I don't know if it was a uh, you know that you know they call it, you know, a butt dial. I don't know if it was a butt tweet. Um he posted a tweet of the IPF and then quickly deleted it. I saw I shot him a text and said, Hey, JJ, are you in Oxford? And and he said, LOL, yes. Uh so he was in town. Uh and then 
Camarion Franklin actually camped as well. I'm not sure if JJ Harrell camped or not. Um, but obviously there were videos of Cam Franklin working out with Randall Joyner. I look, man, I I still think that Ole Miss is I, I mean the recruiting prediction machine has Tennessee out front because of the prediction that was put in by Sam Spiegelman. I still think Ole Miss is in a good spot there. I, I, it's going to go to signing day. It's going to be a knockdown drag out fight, but I think Ole Miss has got a really, really, really good shot at getting Cam Franklin. I do too. And there's a number that was floated out there on the Ole Miss message board community. That's Some ridiculous numbers, like millions Jesus. of dollars for Cam Franklin. That is not what it's going to cost to land Cam Franklin. Um, it's going to be pricey, but it isn't going to be in the millions. Uh, maybe no. over life of contract or something. I, I doubt it. It's got to be like six hundred fifty a year. And look, Quinshawn's making six hundred a year. So let's not act like Cam Franklin's getting Quinshawn money in year one. Um, he's going to be expensive, and he's wanted. Quin- he's coveted. Yeah, Quinshawn got that because he earned it. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Almost doesn't pay up front anyway. I mean, they I think they do like no. a little bit up front and like with Chris Marshall, for example, they gave him some money up front, like they usually do with all the high profile transfers or recruiting guys that they're trying to pull in. And he used it to buy a car that then he used in a police chase that got him kicked off the team. Um, but the rest of the commitment, which is pretty high, I think he had a top eight at least NIL deal with Old Miss on the team. I uh, did Chris Marshall and None of that commitment is – is, I mean, that commitment's gone now that he's been booted, right? None of that has been paid out. Right. So, Camarion, it's not gonna like he's, they're going to be dropping $650,000 um, on on day one to get him to sign or anything like that. But I think Ole Miss understands it's going to be a competitive market. I mean, this is the best player yeah. in the state. And yeah. um, one of the best defensive linemen in the country, a top 50 prospect. He's, a, he's just a really good player and – the best programs, especially the best programs with the most money, including Tennessee, which has picked up all the RPM picks, um, or at least did a month ago. They got mm-hmm. a lot of money to work with, but Ole Miss has got a lot of money to work with too. And Ole Miss is being very um, judicious with how they approach their money as well. I mean, mm, they've got a number set work. in their head. Yeah, so I, I just think that I'm, I'm with you. Everything I hear is that Cam Franklin is going to be very noisy and it's going to last all the way to National Signing Day. But if Ole Miss maintains like it's been maintained, and I, I think they're going to get him. Same thing with J.J. Harrell. I think that one is more – if mm-hmm. signing day were tomorrow, oh, there's no doubt in my mind who he's signing with. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. He's signing with yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. signing day isn't tomorrow. Months are an eternity in recruiting. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But um, what, what we've been talking about for so long now with this 2024 class is playing out exactly like we said. I mean, I, I think that it could end up being historically – good for Ole Miss and that's not to try to gas it up too much or get people hyped up but when you look at depth of class and what they're adding and I mean if you compared the lowest ranked signee in Ole Miss's best class ever which was what 2013 mm, um I think yes yeah probably or it was it was either 13 or 16 I think 16 might have been higher can't remember well take I your can, pick I can check yeah I, I don't necessarily think that we got a Larry Tunsil coming in this group. I mean, that guy's a generational guy. But you yeah, could certainly yeah. make well, a case yeah. for any of these wide receivers to turn into one of AJ Brown or DK Metcalf where their years are their years in college are done, their college their college career is done. Um mm-hmm. and Camarion Franklin's a day one guy that steps in and plays. Um, 
reminds me a lot of Robert Kimdichie in that way, not just by the way he plays, uh, but also in terms of his recruitment. Um, there was a lot of noise about Clemson this time during Rob's recruitment, and he ends up signing with Ole Miss. I think there's going to be a lot of noise with Cam mm-hmm. Franklin, but I think Ole Miss is ultimately going to get him. Actually, of all Same the man. guys left, like I feel better about him than Jamonta Waller. And that's uh, crazy, but I do. Eh, mate, I mean, might be. Nice. I don't know. I I think that it's like this with recruiting, anyway. But you hire someone like Pete Golding, who is an elite defensive coordinator. He was an elite recruiter at Alabama, and it's becoming more and more evident by the day that he was not just an elite recruiter at Alabama because of the T-shirt he wore or the polo that he wore. He's a good recruiter. And yeah. it's Pete Golding has always been a dynamite recruiter. And if anybody, it's like with, with Eric Benamy going from Kansas City because he can't get a head coaching job in the NFL, uh, even though he's been the offensive coordinator for the team that's won two Super Bowls or whatever it is, like he, the best offense mm-hmm. in football for sure. Mm-hmm. He leaves to go to, you know, the Washington Commanders in the offseason just to add a little bit more variety to his resume. Same kind of deal. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same kind of thing. Pete Golding goes from, Alabama to Ole Miss, he makes a lateral move as far as position, but he's just showing how good he is. I mean, I think he kind of needed to get over that Nick Saban aura, if you will. He needed to be his own man. And Pete Golding was yeah. accomplished before, before Alabama even hired him. I mean, he was one of the up and coming, I mean, most exciting, you know, most exciting defense coordinator candidates and head coaching candidates in the country. I mean, he had, a, he had a top too, like, 20 what? defense at UTSA. Yeah, exactly. So I expect him to be very good at Ole Miss. Um, Alabama dominant? Probably not because, you know, the Alabama resources are different. But if you look at his recruiting, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. I mean, Pete Golding is a dynamite recruiter. Now, we're going to have to see how it translates as far as running his own defense complete with complete autonomy. Because I would think – I don't know the dynamics there, but I would assume that Pete didn't have complete autonomy – over his defense. You know, I'm sure Nick Saban, the defensive mind, one of the greatest defensive minds to ever come through the sport, had a say. And they had a, you know, and their analysts yeah. filled with former head coaches who go over to Alabama for like uh, a reputation reset. You know, I, mean, I still can't believe Hugh Freeze didn't become an analyst at Alabama. That's still to me an upset. You know, I mean, like, they it's all pretty, go to Alabama to like repair it to repair the reputation. It's pretty similar to what Ole Miss has with Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss Jr. I mean, Charlie Weiss Jr. is the play caller by definition, but Lane Kiffin is is going to inject, you know, insert himself here and there. I mean, he does all the audibles when he whistles on the sideline. He's doing the check with me stuff, and he has a say. He's got a headset on. That's right. But, I mean, Nick yeah. Saban's the same way. I mean, it, it'd be naive to say, oh, no, Pete had a, a full autonomy and control. No, he didn't. Of course he didn't. But here he does. You know, Lane wanted that. He wanted a defense coordinator that he didn't have to worry about. And I think DJ Durkin had the most freedom of any of the play callers or assistant coaches, be it a position coach or a coordinator under Lane Kiffin in his tenure here. Chris Partridge did not. He did not have a a very long leash at all. Um, But Pete Golding has a complete opposite leash to anyone else. I mean, I think what you're seeing in their relationship and dynamic, especially with the freedom that Kiffin's not necessarily allowing Golding, he's just letting him be him. You know, he's letting right. him be that stud recruiter, go out and do his thing. He's let him dictate uh, approach and plan for what they're trying to do in recruiting on the defensive side in 2024. 
and the the early returns and results are incredibly impressive. I mean, yeah. just incredibly impressive because it's not like Ole Miss wasn't in on these type of players before Pete Golding. They were, but the difference is they're landing them. Yeah, exactly. And, and we we talked forever about like how high school recruiting we felt like had been uh, de-emphasized. And maybe that was more to do, not not necessarily with Ole Miss wanting to de-emphasize high school recruiting, go all portal, but they just didn't have they didn't have the infrastructure in place until really now. Chris Parsons was a good recruiter, great recruiter, one of the best in the country. But you know, most of his ties were to what, like New Jersey, mm-hmm. the Northeast. Pete Golding is he's crushing. I feel like it's just become like a Pete Golding power hour every single time we get together because it's just. It's it's re- repetitive, but it does can't be overstated. I mean, this guy has come in and changed Ole Miss's approach writ large in, in recruiting. It's not just defensive players, but that's where he's going to make his most hay. So I think they're going to get Cam Franklin. I really do. And if JJ Harrell was committing and signing to a school tomorrow, oh, absolutely would be Ole Miss. But yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I, I feel like this weekend, you're right. Robinson's the biggest name to watch this weekend, only because if he doesn't commit. Well, then does he go on his visits to Notre Dame, right? Then it just becomes, okay, is Notre Dame going to get the last crack at him? But I, I, I just feel like when Pete Golding gets his claws in a particular prospect or sets his son on a particular prospect, and Anthony Robinson was one of the first calls he made once he got the Ole Miss job, nine times out of ten he's going to get it done. So I think if we're talking about commitment watches, he certainly could be on commit watch. Yeah, he, he definitely could be, uh, and I think uh, I spoke with some folks down in Louisiana um, the last couple days. I don't anticipate LSU being a factor there. Um, oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> and I, I think it's more so – LSU's just vicious, man. They're vicious. When LSU decides they want a kid, it don't matter if it's Ole Miss, Alabama, whoever. I mean, they very very publicly – and in high-profile ways have pulled kids away from Alabama on National Signing Day, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, LSU, they're a beast when they set their sights on a particular player. So if LSU really yeah. gets involved heavy, well, that's scary as shit. But that's part of the recruiting world. And I think Ole Miss is better positioned with Golding and just how they're operating now with a more long-term view. I mean, Lane Kiffin has never been more secure in his own skin at Ole Miss than he is right now. And I feel like we've, we've said that a lot, too. But it's it's just... I wish I could show people, you know, just operationally how much different it is now. Yeah. Because it's I, not like they weren't looking for the long term or looking to build long term, but there were a lot of different, there are a lot of voices in the room, all with their own kind of independent agendas. Mm. Some assistant coaches were like, oh, this is not, this work environment isn't for me. I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to do this. This group, they're pulling more in the same direction than ever before. I'll just put it that way. This collection of coaches, that's an encouraging thing. And thank God for it because they're facing the worst schedule in college football next year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The LSU thing with Anthony Robinson, I think it's more so of just a scheme fit. Um, I think he fits what Ole Miss does defensively better than what LSU does. And I also just think LSU – probably kind of acknowledge that they're they're behind the eight ball with him because Ole Miss is is pretty far down the road and probably probably pretty close to locking this thing up. But as you said, 
to pacify our state. So LSU comes in late and, and submits an offer. It can get squirrely. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't anticipate that happening. I, I talked with some, some folks down at LSU that were at the camp and I don't think they're going to offer him. And again, I, I don't think Ole Miss fans should take that as like, well, if LSU doesn't think he's good enough for an offer, then why? No, why no, that's, that's, no, that's not, no, no. Coaches, coaches are very thorough and, and they, they know what they want. And, and just because it's, it's like, well, we don't think he's got it. That's not a bad thing. No. Um, so no. I, I don't, as of right now, I don't anticipate LSU getting involved. I do think it's, it's, it's Notre Dame and Ole Miss. Um, I mentioned TCU being in the mix. TCU is also in the mix for another official visitor that is in town. John Wayne Oliver, the offensive lineman from CPA here in Nashville. Uh, Five-star name, by the way. Five-star name. <laughs> yeah. John Wayne Oliver. It's... Oh, that's just that's just money. If, if I just started listing off names of old country singers, even current country singers like Sergio Simpson, who's actually country. But let's, like, do old country names. Waylon Jennings, right? Oh, if you just, just start running through them, you could easily throw John Wayne Oliver in there and, and no one would blink an eye. They wouldn't start, yeah. wait, who is that? It's just, it's just a five-star name. I want for John Wayne Oliver just, just because, God, the play on John Wayne stuff we could use. I would love to know what went into naming that kid John Wayne. There's parents like huge I mean, old John it, Wayne Western fans. I'll say his dad had to have just been watching True Grit and was just like, we have to, we have to name him John Wayne. You know what? My son is going to be like John Wayne. And now you it's, weren't raised a hog molly that's going to go play college football. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, I always laugh because I do think it's it's pretty funny how John Wayne is just kind of synonymous with with country, western, hard-nosed, grit, and, you know. Yeah. And he's it's from like the Iowa. man's man's name, you and know. He's from, and he's from Iowa, and he grew up in Palmdale, California. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like you, you see John Wayne, you're like, oh, that dude grew up in like Texas or Oklahoma or, you know, oh, it's like Wyoming. Kid Rock grew up in a, well, it's like Kid Rock who grew up in a suburb of Michigan, you know, and now Kid Rock's like associated with grit and like real America, you know? Oh, God. This is the guy saying yeah. it's all about the nookie, man. What are we doing? No, that's, is that Limp Biscuit? No, that's Limp Biscuit. That's Limp Biscuit. That's right. Put some respect I, on Fred I'm, Durst. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Kid Rocket. Sorry, buddy, that that Eminem stole your your whole dream. Your stick, and, and and actually did it right and did it well. Yeah, yeah. Kid Rock had to pivot to new metal. Uh, and, uh, uh, okay, okay. All right, don't go too far. Uh, I, well, don't, I don't. I don't have to. Everybody knows. But, um. But yeah. Anyway, uh. So TCU, Ole Miss, top two for John Wayne Oliver. Auburn is there. They are trying. Um. Talk to someone here in Nashville that has spoken with John Wayne Oliver and they, they think that it's slight edge to Ole Miss right now. I would venture to guess that like Anthony Robinson, John Garrison is going to want to wrap that one up. Oh, that's an underrated name. We haven't talked enough about John Garrison. He's been great. Yeah. Great I mean, on the recruiting trail, got to close, but yeah, they have really, I've written about it. You can see it at, at omspirit.com, part of on three.com. Um, you can see that they are really prioritizing and they are narrowing the scope of who they want in this class for offensive linemen. Um, the big one, Shaq McRoy, he was in town last week for his official. I talked with some staffers. They said that it was just an absolute 
dream weekend for an official visit. I know official visits always go well, yes, but they feel always. they feel like they put themselves in a really good spot to compete with Oregon. So um, they're going to you know have to wait and see. But um, yeah, McRoy, John Wayne Oliver, they already got Joseph Cryer, which I think is a really underrated get. Um, and that kid really, is really good wrapped, wrapped in red and blue right now. I mean, he is swept up in it. And he reminds me a lot of Preston Cushman, you know, in terms of Preston Cushman hasn't made his Ole Miss impact yet. But when he was signed, he was one of the first names. If you ask the coaches or whoever it might be, give me one of the guys that will play sooner rather than later. Uh, Preston Cushman was one of those. Now injuries kind of set it back. This was a big spring for him the last spring that they just had because they thought he could push to start at left guard. And he got banged up. Um, mm-hmm. And they brought in two transfers and Victor Kearney and – Kern, excuse me, and Quincy McGee, um, which took those snaps. And now, I mean, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But the point is, is like Preston Cushman was a four-star coming out, uh, but it, they needed to, uh, to kind of get his body right, uh, you know, get some of that baby weight off, add a little bit of uh, additional upper body strength to his frame, stuff like that. I mean, all of the things that you described Preston Cushman with are described for Preston Cushman back when he was getting recruited. You could apply to, to uh, Joseph Cryer and it would be applicable. I mean, he's he's a, a really good prospect, a high-end three-star that was coveted. He's going to need some time, but you're talking about an interior player that could start for three years. Mm-hmm. And he's a really good player, and those are the kind of and and that's kind of what we're talking about when we speak of their different approach. You remember that 2012 class, and it was like Freeze's first class, and it had very, very, very little star power. It's like Channing Ward. Trey Elson, I think, was a high-end three-star at, at worst. Um, yeah, he, yeah, but, he, was, uh, yeah, he was close. Yeah, it was close. And they signed, I think, 16 players. And of those 16 players – no, 19 players. And of those 19 players, 16, 16 contributed to winning teams. They yeah. all played. So, uh, I think you're not necessarily going to get that kind of hit rate because that's unprecedented with this class. But the depth of this class, you can make a case for what they've already just just what they currently have committed, and then let it play out. And we'll, we'll break down the whole class, of course. But like what they just currently have committed, you can make that case for every guy up and down the commit list. You know, it's not scatterbrained anymore. It feels like a very targeted approach. That's all I'm kind of getting at. Not a great way of explaining it, but you know, I'm at the beach. Uh, but yeah, so we're to, to bring it all back around to Pete Golding. Um, when we report it, when you see it on Twitter, when you see it on their profile, when he is the primary recruiter, it's it's ears perk up, eyes, you know, pupils dilate a little bit. You, you need to lock in. You need to focus on that guy because if Pete Golding wants someone, it's going to be no holds barred, 24-7. Um, actually, I'm going to steal uh, J.J. Harrell's thing. Uh, when I talked with him earlier this year and he was talking about his recruitment and he said that it's, um, what did he say? Uh, 25, eight instead of 24, seven, like 24, seven, 25, like, eight. That doesn't even make any sense. Like 25 hours a day, eight days. Oh, no, a no, week. no, no, no. I got it. I got <laughs> but it. He said it. And, and I thought that too. And then I was like, eh, that's actually kind of funny. Um, it, it makes just as much sense as 110%. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Cam Franklin, Jamonte Waller, and, and look, I'll say this, with the NIL thing now, I also think you kind of have to look at it at, 
from a traditional sense of recruiting, these dudes get five free trips to go somewhere that they may never ever go again and go see some things that they may never ever see again. Completely and paid for. It's all free. So if I was them, I would take all five visits. Go, yeah. go travel, go and with most your family, of them do. go have fun. Most I think of that's them what do. they want. Yeah, I think that's, that's what they want to do. They want to just, and it's also, you know, Ben, you've done this, you know, longer than I have, and, and I've done it for a long time. It's hard when dudes recruit you for years. It's hard to tell us people no. Oh, 100%. That's like the one of the biggest issues for players, man, is uh, especially back in the old days of recruiting when it wasn't all about the money, mm-hmm. uh, they really felt bad. And, and Cam Akers was a good example of this. Cam Akers back in 2000 and whatever it was, um, all the way up until he put on a Florida State hat, would not tell Derek Nix that he wasn't going to Ole Miss. You know, he was still saying, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, coach, I'm in, I'm in. I mean, there's a reason why everyone on this beat was saying, hey, as far as we know, Cam Akers is still in, you know. And then he ends up going to Florida State. We all look stupid. Well, that's because he was still telling Ole Miss because he couldn't tell him no. I think a lot of that, still applies now i think you make a really good point i was talking to walker jones the executive director of the uh, grove collective a week ago two weeks ago whatever it was and he made a really good point like the grove collective they're trying to make it where financially they're always in every single recruiting battle right but Mm -hmm. most of their class i think all but two took less money than they were offered to come to Ole miss and the reason why is because they're going to be competitive in, in all of their offers and then trying to bring recruiting because of that competitiveness with the offer, trying to bring the recruiting back to old traditional recruiting tropes, like more comfortable, how you fit into the scheme, um, your relationship with the coaches, that kind of stuff. And, and, it'll, and it'll come back to bite you in the butt sometimes, you know, because then Braxton Myers leaves and follows Sam Carter t- to Purdue. That was his position coach because he came back to more traditional factors. The money was equitable to all the other ones, right? Yeah, that he's getting as a four-star prospect. I think that's a really good point. And it's kind of all coming together for Ole Miss, especially in state, because of those factors. I think it matters that Jeffrey Rush is already committed, that Cam Beavers is already committed. When you're talking about Cam Franklin, when you're talking about Jamonte Waller, yeah. I think – Chris Davis I mean, is you, huge because he plays yeah, with Jamonte Waller. Exactly right. And I, I think one thing that gets kind of lost – is at these camps, all of these kids, especially these in-state kids, are there together across the board. I mean, it's not just, oh, they came to Ole Miss, Ole Miss this weekend, State next weekend. All right, man, I'll see you at Tennessee in a month. They're always together. So they build this rapport. And it's not like when they're having their conversations on their visit, they're having to go, well, Ole Miss has already offered, only offered me this. That is satisfied because Ole Miss is competitive with every offer. And so they're kind of building a rapport as classmates. Now, I don't believe that any kid ever chooses a kid, I mean, chooses a school based off of where another prospect went. You remember like those old, uh, it's going to be a two-for-one deal? We always used mm-hmm. to talk about Kobe Arsenault is like the the one we always mess with. Like Kobe Arsenault, you sign him so you can get Joe McKnight, God rest his soul. That never happened. Those things don't happen. I don't believe in that. Like maybe like coincidentally sometimes. But I do think there's been one that worked out really well. Rob and Denzel. Well, I wasn't going to count that one because they're related. Okay, but it was the package deal that actually paid off. That was actually a package deal. Zedrick Woods and 
Laramie Tunzel. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That worked out. That's yeah, and, and look, and look. Now that we mention it, this I think this Cam Franklin recruitment is going to be very similar to Laramie Tunsil, where all the outside noise for Tunsil was Georgia. Yeah, he's going to Georgia. He's going to Georgia. Oh, why do you think the NCAA stuff got so bad? Georgia got pissed off because Laramie went to Ole Miss. Yeah, and I think you're looking at a similar recruitment because that one, everybody in Ole Miss circles were saying it. All the local um, folks that cover recruiting knew Chris Kiffin was not going to let him go anywhere else. He recruited him from day one and did not stop until he signed, and that's what Pete Golding's been doing with – Cam Franklin and Jamonte. He went so far as to commit the unforgivable sin of allowing Laramie Tunsil to sleep on his couch. And what was it? Uh, like a seventeen dollar meal of spaghetti from? Walmart. Oh my god! It's such a far. You remember, like, oh, that story—the Ole Miss NCAA investigative case dominated college football um, headlines for years, years, and that wouldn't even be a drop in the freaking bucket. In 2023, no one yeah, would care. It's and look I, for the longest. It almost time, got screwed. Yeah, for the longest for time, there were people that were like, "Oh, like Ole Miss is just doing this like woe is me thing," and like, "Oh, you know, everybody's out to get them." Like, well, the NCAA. If you, your boy Stephen Godfrey did a solo podcast, kind of a squash the beef with Hugh Freeze thing on his Patreon. And which if you haven't listened to it, it it's very good. And it's kind of funny because Steven kind of like squashed the beef and was like, I need to move on. But then he also aired out a lot of stuff. Um but yeah, I mean once Hugh Freeze did the tweet. Well no 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 what's like you, the if you have thing any... that Godfrey put out there. Yeah. When he what's when, the when juiciest you... thing. What is? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't listen to it. Okay. I'm about to tell you. Um, So basically when Hugh Freeze did the tweet, like if I want to. One of the most. So he said, if you have, if you have facts about a violation, send it to compliance at olmis.edu. If not, please do not slander these young men or insult their family. After he did that, Stephen Godfrey, who literally made it his life's work to dive in and in that investigative reporting that he did on that whole case. He said that as soon as Freeze did that, the NCAA called an emergency meeting and basically sat down in a conference room in Indianapolis, and they're like, we're getting them. We will stop at nothing. We will get them. When they lost their investigation in Ole Miss, they had a predetermined outcome that they were going to get their, they were going to get their yeah. evidence to uh, convict on. The NCAA decided to make an example of Ole Miss. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think if Freeze hadn't done the tweet, it would have gone away. The level two and level three stuff was just whatever. Like people do and if you that wouldn't try to fight time. Mike Sheridan in his office, that would have helped too. Moving on. <laughs> Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. 
So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com, OleMissTix.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Before we get out of here, I wanted to mention something. Ole Miss Baseball, you wrote about their commitment to the Mercer Outfielder earlier mm-hmm. this week. Uh, they had in this week Cameron Jones. He's a two-way player from Georgia State. Um, they have a number of visitors set up for this week that we're working to get all the names of, but um, I think a lot of movements about to start popping off for Ole Miss baseball in the portal. A lot of questions about that on the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com and Affiliate of On3. And then with basketball, I had a question on Twitter. Somebody was like, hey, is the roster set? It's close. It's close. Um, I think they're still trending for Trey Woodbury, the Utah Valley guard. Um, but yes. the heavy lifting, if you're, if you're – you know, really trying to figure out where they are in the process here. The heavy lifting, I think, is done. It's done. You know, they they've put together their their top two rotations and filled out yeah. uh, double digit. Yeah, I think they're they're done with that aspect of it. I don't think you're going to see Ole Miss go bring in another decorated transfer necessarily. But I I certainly think that um, they're not done, but they're getting close. And then the schedule, I have no idea when the schedule's going out. Typically, that's like end of June, early mm-hmm. July. Yeah. Um, so we're getting close, but I know, we need to get with Keith yeah. Carter about that. But I remember I got those specific questions about baseball portal and basketball portal because we seemingly talk about football portal all the time. 24, yeah. 25-8, we talk about the, the football portal. Uh, and I will, but, I will say I'm glad you brought up baseball. I, I'm going to make a, a point – very calculated effort to bring more baseball recruiting. Um, you can read, I, I put it up um, uh, a week ago. Uh, I guess it was this time last week. Um, my conversation with Troy Sutherland of Perfect Game um, gave some in-depth scouting report on uh, the 2023 signees. Um, really good stuff from him. This is a guy that, t- dude, you want to talk about on the road. Like, I would love to see this dude's Hilton account. And his oh, uh, dude. national car renter points. Um, oh, I can't imagine. Everywhere. I've always, to, like, I've always wanted to bring Kendall Rogers on uh, just to talk about how much he's built up points wise at Marriott, Hilton, whatever the hell, you know? Yeah. And then, like but, his Avis points. <laughs> yeah. 
Those uh, baseball but, dudes, they're on the road all the time. Yeah, I mean those those scouts, man. You we yeah. we could we could talk to Stephen Head about that. I mean, I'm that dude lives in a car and on a plane. Um, but right Still, now I contend, I contend like there's only a few players in Ole Miss history that didn't make it as as big leaguers. That shocked me. Laquan tried well, but that we could say injury happened in, and separation in, issues. Injury in Stephen Head. Yeah, the separation thing didn't become a thing for Laquan Treadwell until he got hurt. Yeah, before before he was hurt, he was Des Bryant. Scouts were did, had no concerns about that because he was just he, he was, was Des different. Bryant. Yeah, it was um, Des Bryant. Stephen Head's twenty four overall pick. Yeah, Stephen Head's just a perfect example of how baseball is just really, really hard to make it to the pros. It's really hard. It's it, a lot of times it's not even your fault. It's just bad luck, but. Uh, last thing, the 2023 signing class. Stephen Head, the old. Here's the headline for you: Stephen Head, the Ole Miss Shohei Otani. <laughs> yes. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I. High, high praise. High praise. But yeah, I mean, it's like Stephen Head, uh, Pedro Alvarez, and now Kemp Alderman. Those are the three yeah, longest. Get, get, three. Three longest balls I've ever seen hit at Swayze Field. That's the thing. I think Kemp's average exit velocity this year was 97 miles an hour or something crazy. He's going pro. He's going to get drafted. Now, he's not going to be a highly ranked draft pick, I don't expect, because he doesn't have a position. But that bat is going to play and play up. And he's going to be a big leaguer. Also, congrats to my guy, Greg Kessinger, debuting with the Houston Astros. Another example if ever there of how was hard like an it is. obvious big leaguer in high school, he was going to be a big leaguer the moment you saw him as Greg Kessinger. Now, I know that freshman Ole Miss season was terrible, but that's because he was still trying to hit it the other way as his approach because he was told, listen, man, you got great pull power. You got to trust that. Fastball's in. You're going to turn on it just naturally, crush the ball. You need to focus on hitting the other way. So he hit 170. He said, screw it. I'm pulling everything. Yeah. Um, that's when Greg yeah. came the hitting prospect that he needed to be because the glove has always been major league ready. Insane glove. I'm so happy with that kid. Great family. I mean, that's baseball. That's almost baseball royalty right there. And, it, and that's a third generation. I mean, think about it. I think Mike Clement said it on the uh, Rubio hotline on Monday, only six or seven families in history have had three generations of major league baseball players. And almost now lays claim to one of them with gray and Don and Keith. That's, Freaking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's, yeah, it's nuts. But Gray, <laughs> the minute you saw him, you knew it. It was like that class with him and Thomas and all those dudes. And I think Thomas is going to get a, at least a cup of coffee in the big leagues because of his bat. I mean, he's, I think, at AAA now. But it's hard. The way the, the, way really, the game really has evolved, it's all about hitting. Yeah. They'll so find you, a place for you in the field. Yeah. If you can, I if mean, you, Marcelo Zuna still is getting defensive innings in left field in the year of our Lord, 2023. They'll well, find gonna, a spot for you if you're hitting. I was going to say the Thomas Dillard comp was always for me like Kyle Schwarber. Oh yeah, like yeah, Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> it's 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 a journey when he is trying to play defense, but he he's actually hit. improved himself a lot. Like I think he's close to the league average now as a defensive uh, left fielder, and Thomas could become like that. But uh, the bat, I mean, you're right, Kyle Schwarber's bat. He was all, it was always playing up. It was always going to make it to the major leagues. Could you find a place to put him that wasn't designated hitter? 
But Kemp, yeah. like he's going to get drafted. Their entire roster is gone. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Gone. Yeah. Anthony DeClarco is gone. Peyton Chatney could come back. I think he's gone. Shortstop, Jacob Gonzalez, duh. He's a top 10 pick. He's gone. Ethan Leisure could come back. Yeah. Calvin Harris is not coming back. I, I've had a lot of people ask me this. Like, I was on a Dolphin cruise with my buddy yesterday. And by the way, never been on a Dolphin cruise before. Delightful. But he was they like, man, the, so Calvin. Did they have the, like, transparent bottom of the boat? No, but what they did, they had two identical boats that they would ride parallel to each other parallel to each other to create the waves that would pull the dolphins along and the dolphins would just jump. It was nuts. Uh, yeah, it was dope. So um Dolphins are awesome. He was like dolphins are awesome. Uh man, we, we get off track so easily it's hilarious to me. <laughs> um but he but he's like Friday. Wait, Calvin's not coming back? I'm like, no, absolutely not. He's got was, positional versatility and his back plays up. No. I was told by somebody in Oxford that they do not expect they is in this source, not the staff. Ethan Leger and Ethan Groff are probably not. If they get something decent in the draft, they'll be gone. A hundred percent. Ethan Groff so, is gone. I only say Leger because there's a tra- there's a chance Ethan Leger just doesn't get drafted. Yeah, because he's be real. He's got to prove it one more year, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean the bat really didn't come on till later, and defensively, it's not like he's elite level like Greg Kessinger was. Oh, that's not a fair no. comparison. He's not even. He's not even. Uh, he's not like Tyler. He played third base. He, Tyler Keenan was was really underrated with the glove, and he is not point. anywhere close to that. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think of a good comp for him. Uh, I don't know. Cody Overbeck. Oh God, no! Cody was a second round of the Phillies. Well, I just meant like glove wise. Maybe he's. I'm just saying he's got to get to that point. Kobe Overbeck, Bortles. Overbeck can play. Kobe Bortles. Bortles was a was a stud at third. Yeah, but he, he developed into a good defensive player. It was always his bat. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, Leger's gotta gotta get there. But, but Leger Leger is potentially the only returning starter in their starting nine. Yeah, because McCants is portal. Probably he's de- probably going to the draft though. Yeah, he's getting drafted. Uh, but if he doesn't get drafted, he will. But if he doesn't, he's gonna transfer. You're going to have eight new starters in the field. Yeah. That is scary, especially yeah. when you consider how bad the last two seasons have been in the regular seasons. Right. So this portal cycle is massive for them. Yeah, I didn't portal... think it was a coincidence either that Cameron Jones, the uh, two-way player that's visiting from Georgia State, is a two-way player either <laughs> because they still need bullpen options. And he you know, he didn't make his appearances out of the, out of, as a pitcher until late in the season out of the bullpen. Can hit the shit out of the ball. Yeah, I portal for sure, but then also in this class, which is the number five ranked class per perfect games team rankings. Right now, I would say the only one that you can absolutely just if if you're if you're using a dry erase board, just just cross the name out or just erase it. Um, Josh Noth. The uh, right-handed pitcher out of New York, he is not coming to campus. No, he is. They desperately. He's throwing ninety-eight, and he's got plus three thousand RPM on his breaking balls. That is big league stuff. Yeah, he's 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 not coming. 
They're just um, hoping like hell that they get Cooper o- – not Cooper Osteen. Look what you've done to me. I'm saying old Ole Miss baseball players now. Cooper Pratt. Cooper Pratt yeah. and Chandler Smithwick. They're just – they're hoping upon hope that, that those numbers don't – those high numbers that each of those players I, have to sign don't get right. met. I think Campbell Smithwick has a good shot of showing up because of I the – I think the limitations of his size. I do the too. Pos- the position that he plays, he's on the shorter end for a catcher. Now you can absolutely hit. There's no doubt, but I think Cooper Pratt is probably 60-40, 70-30 on coming to school. Um, he said and, that and he, with him, he said that to you. He said that to everyone else that he wants to go to college. But, man, the dang Red Sox, just one team, has got to fall in love with you and meet your number like Roman Anthony. Roman Anthony was coming to school. Yeah, I, Xander Muth is the one that I think is, is potential to join Noth because he could the be Muth? someone that – like an overslot. Huh? The Muth is Luth. Sorry. Just call him Zuth. You could just combine the them. The but he's been mid to high 90s. Um, when I talked with Troy Sutherland, he said that he was like around the 60s on their big board, and he said that he could be like a second to early third round guy if someone wants to go overslot. Um but yeah, right now I think it's just Josh Noth is the one that's just an absolute no doubt MLB draft guy. Like he's gone. You um, know what we need to do on every Friday show now? Before we end it, we say no matter what sport, who's committing next? Just that that answer. Who would be your guy? Who's committing next? Doesn't matter what sport. Uh I got mine. I would probably say You better not take mine, I swear. I'll say Anthony Robinson. I'll say Dylan Hip. Okay, yeah. I talked to Dylan Hip this week. I think that's happening. I I honestly thought it would have been already done by now. He wants um, to go on an official to Baylor. It's down to Baylor and Ole Miss right now. He's the three-star tight end for 2024. He wants to go see Chip and Joe. Well, like you go, said. Well, like you said, they, get five, they got five free officials to go wherever they want to full pay. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go? No, I don't know how Waco is this time of year. I mean, you go over there to Magnolia, get you some, get you some, uh, get you some a goodie bag or two, and check out the silos. I'll take your word for it. I've only I've been never, to Waco once. I've never been, but I was 11 years old and I was on a mission trip. Wow, look at you! Yeah, I was saving the world one peanut butter and jelly at a time. The Lord's work, literally and figuratively. And I'm going to be honest with you, did not blow me over. <laughs> so maybe this is a good thing. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Baylor's got the same uh, you, facilities, you, though. You ever watch? You ever watch Fixer Upper? They, uh, the homes in Waco are very cheap for a reason. Yeah, it's like New Albany, man. New What's Albany, the, Waco, same thing. Same difference. It's I say cheap. Dylan Hip. You say Anthony Robinson. Yeah. There you go. We'll see who who's right, or we'll both be wrong. Maybe we'll both. John be right. Wayne Oliver will ride in on his speed. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, we'll have more uh, more baseball portal stuff has been kind of teased it there. There's going to be some more movement in the coming days. Uh, I, another name out there um, that I reached out to you about, I, I do think there's probably some uh, tires being kicked on Alex Mooney, who plays for Duke. He is a shortstop. Um, he's a very good shortstop. I think that uh, – well, Ole I do Miss. have it on good authority. Ole Miss has not talked to him yet. Aren't they still playing? 
Uh, yes. So yeah, yeah, not talking, but I do think he is on a you know proverbial list of yeah. He'd be hey, on a short list of guys. They'd it like would be to nice if to. it would be nice if he'd come to Oxford. But unlike the other sports, and this is one thing I love about baseball, these guys don't tamper. And if a kid commits, he is committed. They don't. The other schools. I was going to say it's, away. it's baseball, man. It's like a weird, like understood. Yes. Respect rule. It, it's like a very, a very, very old school kind of like uh, approach to this thing. I mean, it's crazy. It, like they, they genuinely all like, and there's some cases where somebody doesn't, but like they're ostracized. If an LSU says, all right, we're coming after your commit, like all the other coaches revolt against them. Yeah. So th- yeah, they're not tampering. I think like if uh, in football it's happening today, I mean, there's probably a school that called Quinshawn today and said, hey, man. Um, oh, for baseball, sure. There isn't any tampering. So if he were to get in, that would be absolutely a player almost would want. But there is mm-hmm. no reaching out to players or, or any anything like that, especially teams that are still playing, unless they're in the portal. And almost has a lot of interest in current portal guys. But there's going to be another wave because the postseason is happening right now. And players can get into the portal up until, I think – the MLB draft July 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they and, and they can sign can Ole Miss and all the other teams, they can sign kids all the way up until enrollment. But if you're asking, like, if you're wondering, all right, well, when are we going to know all the options available to Ole Miss in the portal of baseball? Well, postseason, the teams get eliminated and all the way up until the MLB draft July 9th. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss is going to be in an, in, like, if, if just pick a name, Ole Miss is going right. to have reached out to that player. Yes. All right, last thing before we get out, uh, lightning round. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some super regional picks, and then we'll then we'll get out of here. I legitimately have not watched a single pitch of a super regional, so this will be hilarious. South Carolina at Florida. South Carolina at Florida. I'm going with South Carolina. We're going back to the old days. Yeah, because South as, Carolina used to be I the beast well. of uh, college baseball. Yeah, South Carolina. I feel like Florida is cursed. Kevin O'Sullivan won it all in 2017 and have not done anything since. I feel like, and I think That's South true. Carolina, I think South Carolina is just really good, and they hit. The uh, yeah, shit I, th- out of the I ball. think they're. Yeah, I just think they're the story of college baseball in the postseason this year, like Ole Miss was. I okay. don't think they're necessarily going to win a title, but I think they're the story that everybody's going to be talking about. That cares about this stuff, which isn't a lot. Duke at Virginia. I'm picking my Cavs, man. Okay, I have I'm no going... clue about any either of these teams. I know nothing about them. Um, it's just for some reason, Virginia was my second team growing up. He's the team I played with in NCAA football. It was Ole Miss in Virginia. So I'm going with my Cavs, man. Yep. I'm going with Virginia as well. Or Roberts at Oregon. You know what? I want to pick Duke only because Virginia gave me one of my worst Ole Miss baseball memories ever. Dan Horvat. I'm still going with my Cavs. Who's the next one? Okay. So you were both. Yeah, we're both uh, picking South Carolina and UVA next. Or Roberts at Oregon. Oregon. All right. I'm going with the upset and going with Bob Roberts. I don't um, even know who that is. Yeah, just Or Roberts. I just said Bob. Um, oh, I'm an idiot. Good lord. In- <laughs> Indiana State at TCU. <laughs> I'll go with Larry Bird's old spot. Oh, Sycamores. I'm going with TCU. Well, yeah, because they're going to win, but I'm going with Indiana State because why not? (laughs) 
Yeah. TCU embarrassed Arkansas. Um, but you hate to see it. All right. Alabama at Wake Forest. Uh, Alabama. I'm going Wake with... Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Yes. Okay. Good job, Ben. Uh, yeah. Wake Forest, yeah. uh, just for context, Wake Forest is 50 and 10. Okay. So Wake Forest. <laughs> and they're the number one overall seed. Oh, then Wake Forest. Yes. Yeah. The I didn't boys, know that. See again. No, no. The boys from the Ole Dash. Ole Miss was six and twenty-four in the league. <laughs> the boys from the Dash are going to get it done and get to Omaha. Uh, they pitched the hell out of it, so they're in a three-game series. I'm taking them for sure. All right. What are the odds for Alabama? To <laughs> Uh Texas at Stanford. Stanford. Okay. It is on the farm. I'm going to go Stanford as well. Go Trees. Uh, Kentucky at LSU. LSU. LSU's winning the whole thing. Uh, I really want to pick Kentucky for the upset. I think LSU gets it done, but I don't think they win it all. Wait for your win it all pick? You going I, don't chalk? I, I don't know who my win it all pick is yet. I'm going to wait and I want to see who gets there and then I'll take a look at the bracket. But all right, Tennessee at Southern. Well, I'm, Miss. I'm going ahead and putting my marker down, bro. Okay. LSU. LSU. Okay. No Tigers play Nick. Now that that ballpark plays very well to Wake Forest, who pitches it well. But all right, so last one, Tennessee at Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Let's go. Oh, I want to pick Southern Miss to win it all. Wouldn't it be dope if we went State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss? That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm going Southern Miss. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. Southern okay. Miss is going to win it all. The swan song for Scott Berry. They're going to win it all. Sure. Go all get right. them, Golden Eagles. I have nothing against Southern Miss. We'll come back. All and, those demons uh, were exercised when Ole Miss absolutely ended their dreams last year in the Super. That'll be a zoo down there for their, uh, for this weekend. Oh, down here in Perdido Key, there are so many signs for Southern Miss. It's a really good, uh, it's a really good baseball school. They love their baseball down there. I just didn't know. Like I, right. I don't see an old Miss sign south of Meridian. <laughs> a lot of Alabama signs in Meridian. Oh yeah. All right. And a lot of maroon. Yeah. We will check back with uh, these picks after the weekend when the Supers are wrapped up. That is going to do it I'm for this sure edition. Ole Miss fans are just sitting on pins and needles for that too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your listenership. Ben, I appreciate you carving out some time while you're at the beach. We will uh, have wall-to-wall coverage, as always, of all the recruiting news and notes from the weekend. And um, we will be back next week to recap the camp weekend, talk more recruiting, and uh, lots of other stuff. So, Ben, I appreciate you, and we will talk uh, next week. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.